that is the beauty of Christianity, that our God comes to us. Religion says you go to him. Christianity, he comes to us. Hallelujah. That is the beauty. That is the beauty. Our God is alive. Our God is living. He's not dead. And you see, it's not a religion. Sometimes, well, Christianity is one of the religions. No, it's not. It's not. Never associate it with any of them. Because in Christianity, the one we worship lives inside us. He embodies us. Hallelujah. When we gather like this, it is a gathering at his feet to be taught his word. To do exploits. Hallelujah. When we gather like this, it is to be taught at his feet and be an extension of his face, hand, glory, and power. Glory be to God. Am I talking to someone this morning in this place? Tell someone, don't worry about it. This morning, that is what I came to tell you. Don't worry about it. You will be fine. Tell someone, don't worry, don't worry about it. You will be, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. You will be fine. Hello? I came to talk to you. Not to condemn you. Christ never came to do that. He didn't come to do that. He comes to lift us up. Praise God. He doesn't come to push us down, but to lift us up. That we will stand before God. To tell your neighbor once again, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. You see, for all those who make God's kingdom and righteousness their priority, Jesus says, it will be fine. Don't worry about it. Those who make God's kingdom and righteousness their priority, it will be well with them. There will be no need to worry. It will be fine. Glory be to God. How many of us know that tomorrow is a blessing? Tomorrow. It is true, according to James, we cannot really boast about tomorrow, right? Because it's in, it is God who gives it. God gives it. But then, the same James tells us, every good and perfect gift comes from above, and it comes from the Father of light, in whom there is no variableness, nor shadow of turning. So if tomorrow comes from God, and it's a gift of God, then tomorrow is a blessing. Tomorrow is a blessing. But unfortunately, for some people, oh, tomorrow is a headache. And why is it so? That is what Jesus says here. Tomorrow becomes a headache and a pain for them, such that it denies them of joy today. And Jesus said the reason why a person will be denied of joy and tomorrow becomes a headache instead of a blessing is because they worry. Matthew 6.34, he says, Take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. 
sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. You see, so take not, therefore take no thought, take therefore no thought for the morrow. What is the morrow? What is tomorrow? Tomorrow is the day after today. Tomorrow is the next time. Tomorrow is the next season. Tomorrow is the next period. What we call the future. For some of us, tomorrow is next week. Tomorrow is two days time. For some of us, tomorrow is next month. Because they'll be coming. They've written to you. That in a month's time, we are coming to collect this. And I don't have it. But it's happening. So for someone, that is his tomorrow. Jesus is saying, don't worry about it. You will be fine. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, the truth of the matter is this. There will be some kind of anxieties about the next day. For you, your anxiety about the next day is not probably money. Probably it's about your children. Are they going to be okay tomorrow when I'm not there? For another person, it is a finance. How am I going to cope next week? The money is finished. It's spent. It's the ninth day of the month since I was paid and it is finished. What is tomorrow going to be? For some of you, you are students. Money is not a problem because mom and dad are heavily dodged. So you can just get it off them. Mom is finished. And then mom says, go to the bank, I've transferred. And you go and take it. But for you, the, tomorrow is, the issue about tomorrow is your assignment. You're not prepared for it. And it's due. Next Friday, the lecturer is taking it. Your teacher is getting it. Is he ready, Tom? Not ready yet. But you got to submit it. And what are you doing about it? And the wife is saying, honey, tomorrow is the day I, I, I told you about. I'll be needing it. And you're scratching your head. No point getting upset about it. She told you a long time ago. Tomorrow. Jesus said, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't worry about it. That is, that's his message. He says, take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. What does he mean by take no thought? What does he mean by that? Take no thought. I'll paraphrase it this way. Therefore, don't seize, don't capture, don't contain, don't entertain, don't hold anxieties or worries or frets about the next day. Don't hold those anxieties. Don't hold those fears and concerns about the next time, the next season. When is my presentation coming on? Oh, it is this coming Tuesday before the whole company. You are presenting it. And you are having butterflies in your tummy. Concern about it. What am I going to say? And you've been told, if you can't produce this, this amount next month, we'll be making some decisions about your job, whether you keep your job or not. 
And I was wondering, oh my goodness, Pastor, pray for me. He says, don't worry about it. You will be fine. Tell your neighbor, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Hallelujah. Don't worry about it. You see, this, the sad thing is this. Tomorrow robs, worrying about tomorrow, or having those anxieties about tomorrow, robs you of your joy today. And you know something about joy? Joy, or from joy comes the strength to do what needs to be done today. When there is no joy, the strength to do today's tasks flies away. I ask someone, when there's no joy, actually I asked my wife yesterday, I was just thinking, thinking for it. What is the absence of joy? She didn't think to give me the answer. Depression. When there's no joy, you are down. You are low. And the simple task like get up and even wash becomes a challenge. No joy. Even a common task, a menial task like washing the dishes becomes a problem. No joy. The last thing you want to do is get up, take your Bible, I'm going to the house of God. Because you are so down. You want people to come and, you know, have pity party with you. But the Lord says, don't worry about it. You will be fine. Don't worry about it. Hallelujah. Don't worry about it. Oh, but, but why shouldn't I worry about it? You know, to, and oh, if only I know what tomorrow is going to bring. If only I know what tomorrow is going to be like. If only I know. How many of us ever wished like that? How many of us, you wish you knew what tomorrow was going to be about? Yeah. You would have just done certain things. But you see, Isaiah makes us to understand that only God knows about tomorrow. Hello? Only God knows the future. Isaiah 46, 5 to, 5 to 10. It's only God knows about the future. Man doesn't know. Are you with me so far? Only God knows about tomorrow. I'm talking about not worrying about tomorrow. It's only God who knows about it. Yet, we are filled with anxieties about it, wanting to know. I wish I knew about what. So he says, take therefore no thought. Now, I know I have said it, but I'll, I'll say it again. That take no thought is an old expression. Today, you will not use that phrase, take no thought. Because if you tell someone today, take no thought, the, the first thing that comes into, your, into their mind is, do not think. Don't consider it. But he's not talking about not considering something. He's not talking about not thinking. He's talking about not having anxieties. Don't have those fears. Don't have those anxieties. Don't worry. Now, worry and thinking are two different things. Hello? How many of us agree? Yes. Worrying and thinking are two different things. Thinking is good. Think. 
Actually, the New Testament encourages us to think, to be thinking people. Thinking people. Take no thought. That's not mean. Don't plan. Planning is good. Jesus said, who is he going to build a house and does not sit down to calculate the cost? Whether he has enough to fulfill what he wants to do. So we're not talking about, plan, about not planning. And we're not talking about not thinking. We're talking about not worrying. Worrying is the issue. Fretting. Disturbed. You are troubled within because of tomorrow. How is it going to be? I have survived today. What about tomorrow? And because tomorrow's worries are on your mind, there's no joy today. But the joy of the Lord, the Bible says, is our strength. So when joy is gone, there's no strength. Jesus said, don't worry about it. Hello? Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. But why shouldn't I worry? That's my question. Why? Look at the text again. Take therefore, so therefore, take no thought. Now the word therefore immediately suggests that whatever is he's going to say is linked with whatever he has said before. And what has he said before? What he has said before is in the 33rd verse and those above. That seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Make the kingdom of God and God's righteousness your priority. Prioritize that in your life. Make that the, the, the prior thing. Prior means first. Make it the first thing on your mind, in your life. Make, the, make my kingdom and, and righteousness your priority. Seek that first. Now, seeking doesn't mean it is lost. But contend for it. Hallelujah. What is the kingdom of God? What is, what is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God. Let's understand. God created this earth, this world. Didn't he? God owns this world. Hello? He owns this world. And he rules. And he wills to reign and rule through you and me. That is the kingdom. So let me put it this way. It is Christ coming into this body and manifesting God's goodness, God's grace, and all that God is through this body to the world. Driving darkness away. Making sure that God's glory, God's righteousness, God's power is seen in this land. God's kingdom. He, he, he preached and said the kingdom of God is at hand. If the kingdom of God is at hand, he's died and he's gone and he's given us this life. Now his life is in, is in us. I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And when it gives us this life and light, it is God at work in us now. God manifesting. The kingdom is manifesting. God's rule, God's reign manifesting. God's rule and God's reign, let me tell you, won't manifest through trees. Not through stones. But people like you and me. 
says, seek it. Contend for it. Join in pushing it forward. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. And as you do, he says, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, what you clothe with, shall be added unto you. Because you have made my kingdom and righteousness your priority, what you will eat, I will provide. What you will wear, I will provide. What you will drink, I will provide. What you will eat, whether it comes from buying or being given to you or whatever, I will provide. I will provide. All these things. And he mentions them. What you will eat. What you will drink. What you will wear. I will provide them for you. I will take care of you. I will sort you out. You see. The word therefore. The therefore. As I said. It links up to the previous one. But therefore. Also suggests God's. Also indicates a promise of God. Because it says. Therefore. Therefore, because when you seek my, when you make my kingdom and righteousness your priority, I will add these things unto you. That is a promise of God. So for him to say, therefore, take no thought. He is saying that God is trustworthy. God is trustworthy. If God has said it, he will do it. And that's why I say to you, therefore, take no thought for the morrow. Why? Because God is trustworthy. You can depend upon him. In Numbers 23, he says, God is not a man that he should lie. Not a son of man that he should repent. Has he said it? He shall make it good. If he said it, he shall make it good. For all the promises of God in Christ are yea and amen. Glory be to God. God is good. 2 Corinthians 1.20 The promise of God in Christ are yes and amen. Is someone hearing me? Yes. The promises of God in Christ are yes and amen. amen. Yes and amen. amen. So why then do we worry about tomorrow? Why? What happens? What's the reason? Because we know all these things, don't we? We know these things. How many of us, all I've said so far, how many of us here are not aware of what I've said so far? I haven't really said anything new. So why then do we still worry about tomorrow? Someone said, well, because of sin. Yes, I understand that. For the unbeliever, it is sin. What about the Christian? And this morning, I believe I'm talking to Christians. Anyone not born again here? You're not born again. You're worried. It's definitely sin because you don't believe God. But what about a Christian? Why do Christians worry? Why do we go through the worry about tomorrow? Why don't we trust God? It's an old problem. It's an old issue. It's been a long time. It has its roots in Genesis. It's an old issue. It's an old issue. Very, very old. You see... The first people that God created, a seed was sown. And that seed that was, that was sown has eaten us up until now. And it still eats us. That sometimes Christians still come under this same issue. Where they're worrying about tomorrow. What is this issue that eats us up? God have mercy. You see... But the truth is, we need to understand what is happening. And by the word of God, we will be able to break loose and come out of it. 
Hallelujah. Amen. What am I saying? The problem is this. The devil came to man and said, has God said, don't eat that. He said, oh, God said we can eat, eat, eat everything. But the day, but we should not touch this tree or eat of it. Okay? I don't want to go into all that little details. But the point is, your eyes shall be open. You will be like God. You know what is good and you know about what is good and evil. I mean, you know about all things. Just like God. Hmm. In there is the issue. He sparked a desire. A desire that has been the cause of this problem. And that desire is what I, I describe as self-dependency. I want to be self-dependent. If you eat it, you become like God. You'll be able to do this, you'll be able to do that. So you wouldn't need God anymore. You'll be fine. Self-contained. Self-dependent. Why do most of us drive today? I understand the hustle and bustle with the kids. You've got about five kids pulling them along so you, so you, so you want to drive. But put that aside. We are tired of depending upon other people for, for lift, isn't it? You want to move when you want to move, isn't it? How many of us love waiting? Oh no, show by hand. You, waiting is your gift. You love it. You love to wait for things. You've gone to the office and they, are, they, they, they told you 10.30. And they are still there. And it's 11 o'clock. 11.30. And you ask. They said 11. Yeah, please wait. It's a, it's a long key wait. <sighs> Waiting. Waiting is one thing we don't want to do. You see, so if I can have a system where I don't need to wait for God and I move when I want to move, hallelujah, praise God. Self-dependency, self-contained, self-sustained. So, or hence, the worry about tomorrow. Because I want to be okay. Because, you see, how many of us, when you have got all you need, ever pray? Hello? When you've got all you need, ever pray? You've got all that you need. Most people pray. Who won't talk to God. The reason I ask this question is because 99.9999998% of your prayer is God, I need this. God, I need that. God, I need this. God, I need that. God, I need this. God, I need that. Praise is when your heart is glad that you just praise him a little bit. Or you've learned it as a formula. If you want to get something from God, you know, praise him, praise him a little bit. So you come and, Lord, I praise you. Lord, I thank you. And it's all mechanical. Oh, no. I don't mean you. I'm, I was talking to your neighbor, sorry. You see, <clears throat> be, be, it's be, because we can't wait. It's, some, oh, it's, it's so difficult to wait. So difficult to wait. So God, if I can have everything in place, then I should be fine. God have mercy. God have mercy. Amen. Children. Children. Can't wait. I can't wait to grow up. Why can't you wait to grow up? Because you want to be in charge. To be able to go out of the house and come back in when you want to. I can't wait to go to finish sixth form and go to uni. So I can go far away from my parents. Oh, I know it. I know that. I know it. I'm aware of that. I know that. So that when I'm at uni, you know, now, now, no, no. Sorry. If you are, if you are at uni, I'm not talking to you. I'm, I'm talking to your friend. I want to be far away from mom. 
But then, when there's no cash, mom! Cash. Sorry, if I'm, if I'm talking about something that related to you, it's just only an example. Praise God. Hallelujah. God have mercy. God have mercy. I can't wait. Some children, I can't wait to grow up. Why? So that I can have my own money, so that I can buy whatever I want to buy. And then they get a job. And then they realize that what they are paid is not enough. Then they begin to wonder. But how does my how do my parents do it? I don't pay rent, I don't pay anything, but the money's not enough. Ah. God have mercy. God have mercy. You see. <laughs> in the work with God, in the work with God, God, we, God wants us to depend upon him. Is anyone hearing me? Yes. With people, as we are growing up, your parents even want you to grow up so that you no longer come to, 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 to them for money and you're on your own, right? But in our relationship with God, God requires that we are forever dependent upon him every step of the way. I'll tell you something about Joshua. In Joshua 6, is it, is it Joshua 6, right? Yeah? When they went around, went around Jericho, right? Right. They went around Jericho, and God gave them spectacular victory. How many of us know that? They went around them. God told them, this is how you're going to have the town. You're going to go around them. Then the priest and the trumpet will blow the thing, uh, the trumpet, and they'll go around once and then come back. Nothing, nobody say anything, gets quiet. And they did that for six days, seven days, did that seven times, and then they put a horn, and the walls came down. Mighty victory. I mean, God, it was, it was wonderful. After Jericho, chapter seven was a small town called Ai. Now, Ai was a small town. Self-confidence. The people come to Joshua and say, Joshua, I is a small town. Even Jericho, we, we, we've, we've taken it. Let alone I. Ah. Let me bother all the people. Let just a few men go. And just say, yeah, okay, all right, okay, okay, all right, go. And a few people went. But before that happened, in Joshua 7 verse 1, I think God gave a commentary. There was a commentary in Joshua 7 the, um, the verse 1. I just want to just point this thing out, and then I'll move from there. In the, in the 7 verse 1, there was a comment made. made. He says, But the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing. For Achan, Achan the son of Kalmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of, sorry, of, son of, Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of, of Israel. And they did not know. So when they came to Joshua, but even Jericho, bigger, we are taking it. We've taken Jericho. So what, what about this one? So let's go and take it. Okay, all right. And they go. So because they underestimated, there was no, because it was little, isn't it? It was, it was little. So there was no need to, to consult God about it. You know, don't bother God with the little things, isn't it? Isn't that, isn't that what we say? Why bother God with these little things? You know, come to God with the big things. So I is too small. Let's just go. I'm sure this is something for someone. Please take it. If you have in your mind, oh, this is a, don't bother God with these things. No, God wants to do life with us. I thought I was going to hear a big amen on this one. God wants to do life with you and me. God wants to do life with us. Why do you think Christ came to die for us? Why do you think he came to indwell us, live in us by his spirit? Why do you think the Holy Ghost came? So that through us, he will show the world his glory and power. 
He will show the world. So, because you are now God's mouthpiece. You are now God's hand. You are instrument of God's peace in the earth right now. When you are present, the Lord is there. Moses is gone. Elijah is gone. James is gone. Peter is gone. Who's next? To showcase God. Well, so they're gone. And the Bible says Israel was beating. Beating. Properly. Some of them came back crying. Hey, hey, oh God, why? Why have you done this to us? Oh God, by all your promises. And Joshua said, why have you done this? Do you want Israel to turn their back and go back to Egypt? Why have you done this? There's something I preached some time ago. Said, Joshua should have done before what he did after. I'll explain. What he did after, if he had done that before, he would have saved them. He spoke to God after, but he should have spoken before. So he did after what he should have done before. And sometimes, people as we are, we do after what we should have done before. And then we use the phrase, had I known. And then we end with, it's always at last. <laughs> Have they known, God said, the reason why Israel was beaten and turned their back on I, a small town, is because there's evil in the camp. You become self-sufficient. You become self-contained. You become self-dependent. So you're not asking me. You're thinking that you have arrived. Hey! Arrived in God? No. Is someone hearing me? This? Is anyone here who has arrived? No longer need God to direct anymore? No. Alright. Self-dependency. That is the big issue. Oh, I don't want to bother God. Bother God. He doesn't sleep nor slumber. Have thou not known? Have thou not heard? Almighty God. He can't be wearied. He can't be wearied. He can't be wearied. God have mercy. You see, sometimes we get into a position in life you pray so hard. You fast. You pray all night. You speak all the tongues you can speak. I mean, do all the spiritual exercises you can do. Then all of them. And you get this position. And once your foot gets into the door, you now say, hallelujah, praise God. I've done it, isn't it? Now, for the job or for the task itself, you begin to now look for systems and formula to sustain yourself in the thing that you, through God's help, you came into. You are now trying to look for a formula because you don't want to go back to God to bother him. You've arrived. You've come to this place. It's awesome. It's beautiful. So now you want a system. And you're asking people, what formula can I use? Can you show me something? Can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? You were looking for a formula, looking for a system, looking for something that's to help you go. I need to do this job. What, what do I need? I need? I need this. I need that. And God is not in the picture anymore. Now it's all about you. You are not consulting gurus in the field. People. Meanwhile, they didn't put you there. And that is what sometimes happens to us. And once we put ourselves in that place and we realize that now we are struggling and the position is now 
at stake. There's threat about not losing our ground. We begin to now worry about tomorrow. What's going to happen to me? I've come so high. Am I going to be ashamed? Am I going to be put to shame? Is disgrace coming my way? Is shame coming my way? Am I going to be shamed? And God is saying, self-dependence is not in my vocabulary. You depend upon me. You trust in me. Trust in the Lord! With all. Lean not to thy own understanding. Because oftentimes we want to depend, lean on our own understanding of doing things. How do I do this? I'm talking to students. I'm talking to husbands. I'm talking to heads of whatever. I'm talking to people who are in charge of anything. And I've been talking to those of us in ministry. Pastoral work or whatever. Oh yes, we can come to a place where you think, you know what? What system can I use now? Now, you know, to start. Who brought you here? Now you're looking for systems and formula to keep you in it. God have mercy. Amen. We are to continually depend upon Him. Connections. Connections. You see, so we sell off our peace and joy. Even the peace in the home is sold out. Why? Because you are worried. You can't smile to anybody in the house. Why? Because you are worried about tomorrow. Because you put God on the shelf. You are worried about tomorrow. So you come home. You can't even smile. There's a joke in the, in the home. And you can't even enjoy a joke anymore. Meanwhile, you used to enjoy the joke. But now you can't anymore. You are so tensed up. Everything irritates you. Oh, God have mercy. Amen. And deliver all of us. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Can't smile. That smile is gone. Because why? I'm worried about tomorrow. But the Lord says, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Tell someone, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Hallelujah. Amen. God have mercy. Amen. And then he's the same verse 34. The same verse 34. He says, therefore, so I've just spoken about the therefore, the therefore, right? Therefore, take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. He says, the reason why you're not to worry is because the morrow shall take thoughts of the things of itself. What do I mean by that? You see, God has got you covered. I thought I was going to hear a big amen. amen. God has you covered already. Anyone seek making the anyone who's made the kingdom of God and righteousness a priority, God has you covered. Amen. He's got you covered. Why? What you shall eat, what you shall drink, what you shall wear, He's got you covered. He said, I will provide for you, I will see to it for you. It shall be well for you. There are people here, if I should call you, will give testimonies of what God has done. As you trusted him. As you put your, you, 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 you sought his kingdom and righteousness first. You've seen it. He says, tomorrow shall take thought. That means tomorrow shall take, taking thought means worrying. Tomorrow shall take thought of the things of itself. There, another reason why we should not worry is why? Is because tomorrow has its own worries to take care of. Hello. Okay, let me let me put it in English. Every day has its issues or worries or troubles that will come. So it says, number one, God is worthy, trustworthy. 
He said he will take care, so believe that. Number two, the, tomorrow will have his worries. Why are you denying yourself of joy and peace today by bringing in tomorrow's quota of the worries into today's quota of the worries? You have something to deal with today. Have you finished dealing with them? So why do you want to bring in tomorrow's to add to it? Wait! Hello? Take each day's challenges or issues a day at a time. Don't add to it. Is someone hearing me? Yes. Am, am I in the right place? I, I feel like today I am really not here. Am I in the right place? Because yes. he said, why do you want to take on tomorrow's? Tomorrow has got its quarter of problems or challenges. Don't worry, you will meet them. <laughs> They are there. They are waiting for you. Keep them there. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Why am I boldly saying that tomorrow has got its, its problem? Because the creation has been subject to bondage. Romans 8 makes us understand. That the creation waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. The creation is waiting for the day that we will all be redeemed completely. And it will also be free from the one who has set it, it in bondage. God has put this creation under subjection, under bondage. So you see, there are troubles that are going to come. And when you plant seed, sorry, he says that there will be thorns and thistles growing up from the earth anyway. There will be trouble anyway. Until everything is settled, there'll be trouble. So each day would have its quota of trouble anyway. Hello? So if you became a Christian because someone told you, oh, all troubles will be, will be gone away. And I'm happy all the day at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart roll away. It was there by faith I received my eyesight, and now I am happy all the day. That's why, that's why I changed it. Because each day will bring its issues, and you must be ready for it. Is this gospel? Well, Jesus said so. If he said so, I'm only repeating here what he said so. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, in Romans 8, we understand that. So why would you want to add today's one, uh, tomorrow's one, to today? I know we are, you are good at addition and multiplication, but this one, please, subtract it. Tell someone, subtract it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Another reason why it's not wise to worry about tomorrow is because most of the things you are worrying about are only your imaginations anyway. You are imagining it's going to be like this. It's going to be like that. It's going to be like But until you go, until you get in, you really don't know. Oh, but they wrote me. But... Many are the plants in the man's heart, isn't it? But the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Man may have said it, but what is God saying? Man said it. Yes, I know. They wrote you. Yes, I am aware. But what has God said? Or what is God saying about tomorrow? What is the Lord saying about tomorrow? God have mercy. See, 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 see God, is, God is trustworthy, so don't worry. Tomorrow has its own issues, so you see, don't worry about tomorrow. You, 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 you will get there. You will get there. You will get there. Don't worry. You'll be fine. He said, I will see you through. I'll be with you. 
when you walk through the fire, I will be with you. Hallelujah. Amen. He will make a way for you. Well, there seems to be no way. Hallelujah. Is someone hearing me? He will make a way for us. Amen. He didn't make a way just for Israel through the Red Sea. It's to show you what he can do. Hello? That if he needs to open the Red Sea for you to walk through, he will do it. And when he opens it, it's, it's, it, it is for you. Isn't it? Because when the enemy tried to use the path that God made for his people, he closed it up. Another reason why, in the same verse 34, another reason why he says, Take, don't worry about tomorrow, is this. He says, sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Sufficient unto the day. To have enough to cover all eventualities is the evil thereof. You want to be entire. You want to be, you know, we want to be entire. I want to be complete. I want to have everything sorted out. You know, I don't like it when there's something missing out. Ah, unfortunately, there's something missing out. I ain't got to deal with it. You've got to just accept it like that. And move on. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Tomorrow you overcome it. I want to have, I want to have everything. You know, you know, you know I'm, I'm a thinker. I'm a planner. But at the moment, you're not planning. You're not thinking. You're worrying. And, and how are we going to do this one? How do you go? The, the way you are talking even tells me you are worrying. This is not planning. This is not this, this, this. See, we need to be able to differentiate between thinking and planning and worrying. Thinking is good. Constructive. We will do this. We will put this thing here. Hmm. How would we do that one? Let's set our mind. We will do this one. We will put this on there. We'll do this one. We are thinking. And we haven't coffee. Else we are thinking. But when you're worrying, you, you take coffee? No. <clears throat> you're worrying. Can't even eat. Because it is eating your ass up. Is someone hearing me this, uh, this morning? I came to tell you, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Are you sure I shouldn't worry about it? Yes. He said, sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Because, why am I saying, why, 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 why does he say, don't try to cover all the grounds? Because in trying to do that is the evil thereof. Because, like I said earlier on, the moment we become self-sufficient, oh God, bye-bye. That is the reason why many in this land don't want to know God. Because they have a way of living anyway. I don't need God. There are some countries you go to them and there's a cry for God and you wonder why. Because here, some people want to assume the place of God. We will do this for you. We will do that for you. We will do that for you. And when those things are threatened, they will fight, want to keep it. Because they know if these things go, hey, Life is going to be tough. And you see, we don't want that. We want a system where we are not accountable to God. And so we live the way we like and have everything as we want it. Have our cake and eat it. And that's the reason why for many people, they want some things to be the way it is. So they will not have to depend upon God for anything. You are ill? Come. I'll take care of you. Hmm. Go and take it free. Go to the chemist. Go to the chemist. Take a form. Hmm. Okay. Thank you. So the, the chemist has become his God. Social services has become God. All the systems have become gods. And we're dependent upon them. And God is out of the picture. If you threaten to take any of these things away, hey, no, no, no. 
But the thing is, other people don't have it. But they are still living and moving on and even doing well. Why? Because they've learned to depend on God. In Luke 12, who said, who got his harvest? In Luke 12, got his, got his harvest. Specifically, Luke, Luke 12, 13 to 21. Got his harvest. And then he said to, him, to himself, My soul, now you have enough to last for many days. Take your ease. That was his words. Take your ease. And Jesus Christ said, the night the Lord said, said to him, today your soul will be taken away from you. And you, you, you will tell who all these things will belong to. Take your ease. In Amos 6, 1 says, woe unto those who are at ease in Zion. What does that word ease there mean? Ease there means those who have detached ease. You've detached from God. You've stopped depending upon God. God is no longer one that you depend on, trust, trust in, and focus on. You've detached. You become self-contained, self-alright. I'm self-everything apart from dependent upon God. Self-dependent, self-contained, self-sustained, self-satisfied, self-everything. I'm okay. No dependency upon God. God have mercy. Hallelujah. God have mercy. Because if everything is fine, if everything is fine, no dependence. But God wants us to depend upon him. So what's the way out? The way out is what I've been saying along, to depend upon God. In what way? Depend upon God, not yet as a general statement, but to depend upon God for the particular things that you are facing. I don't know what confronts you tomorrow, but God wants you to put your trust in him concerning that thing. Is it an exam? Is it a boss? Is it a life-touching issue? Is it a sickness? Is it raising the kids? Is it a home life? Is it a marriage? What is being threatened? God is saying, trust me. Put your trust in me. Put your trust in me. Trust me. I am well able. Like Caleb said. Well able. You see, some of us are thinking, well, but what if God doesn't come through? I ask you a question. Is God faithful? Yes. Was he faithful to Moses? Yes. Abraham? Yes. Isaac? Yes. Jacob? Peter, yes. James, yes. John, yes. Paul, yes. was he faithful to all these people? Yes. Is he now going to destroy his credit because of you? Will he destroy his credit because of you? No, no he won't. He is trustworthy. He is trustworthy. Hallelujah. My Bible tells me, Hebrews 13 verse 8, Christ Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. Praise God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he was faithful yesterday, he's faithful today, and he'll be faithful tomorrow. If he healed yesterday, he will heal today and he will heal tomorrow. If he gave Israel bread yesterday, he will give it today and he will give it tomorrow. In Exodus 16, he says, I gave you bread. He says, I will give them this bread to prove whether they will trust me. That was the word he used there in Exodus 16. He gave them manna. He said, I gave this to, to prove whether they will trust me. So every day, go and pick what you will need for the day. Don't pick double for, for tomorrow. Only on the seventh day, pick double for the Sabbath. But guess what? 
Exodus 16 says, some of them took some for today. Just in case God doesn't bring it tomorrow. Because with the manna, you had to go out there and work for, you had to go out there for it every morning. But you see, some of them wanted to be self-sustained. So they wouldn't, they wouldn't need to go out. And the Bible says that in the morning, it turned into worms and it stank. And God said, I gave it out to prove them that they would trust me. You see, the, the issue is about trust. Would we trust him? Yes, and I know we will. Hallelujah. He's come to us, saved us, delivered us. He has taken from us that stony heart and he has put it in the heart of flesh so you and me can trust him. So we can trust him. Is someone hearing me this afternoon? He's come to you. He died on the cross for you and for me so we can trust him. I'll say it again. He came to die on the cross for you and me. And today, he's risen at the right side of God in glory and power, indicating that he's well able. He's well able. He's well able. When he gives a promise, he's able. He says, I will die on the third day, I will rise. And he rose on that third day. He's faithful with his word. He's faithful with his word. And Romans 8 says that, He who did not spare his son, but gave him unto us, how would he not with him also give us all, give us all to enjoy? Give us all things. If he did not spare Christ, how would he not with him also give us all things? Trust him. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Tell someone, don't, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Hallelujah. He won't disappoint you. It may look like a delay, but he'll come through. He'll come through. As we learned last week, he may, he's still coming. It's all part of the testing. It's all part of it. See whether you trust me. It's all part of it. David said, I'll be young and I'm old and never seen the seed of the righteous begging for bread. Don't worry about it. You will be fine. You'll be fine. So you see, so, so Paul said, be careful therefore for nothing in all things but supplication and prayer. Let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God will guard your heart. Hallelujah. Be careful for nothing. That means don't be troubled. Don't be anxious about anything. Why? Because God is trustworthy. God is trustworthy. And then Peter says, cast all your cares upon him. Shall we rise, please? Cast your cares upon him. In silence, please. In silence, let's rise up. Cast your cares upon him. For he cares for you. Cast your cares upon him. For he cares for your soul. I don't know what it, it, it is that bothers your mind. But Christ does not want members of the kingdom to worry like the world worries. He doesn't want you to worry like the world worries. So you have your joy and your peace to showcase God in your life. Hallelujah. God wants to showcase his, his power and glory through your life. So he says, worry. Put it behind you. Tell someone, don't worry about it. Don't worry about oh, come on. Say like you're, you're, you're convinced about it. Don't worry about it. Is that all you could say after one hour? Don't worry about it. 
You'll be fine. Oh, come on, say like a minute. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Say with me. I am born again. I am, I am born, born again. again. I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. God is my father. God is my father. He lives in me. He lives in me. He loves me. He loves me. He cares for me. He cares for me. He thinks about me. He thinks about me. I'm the apple. I am the apple. Of his eye. Of his eye. Hallelujah. Amen. Therefore. 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 He will provide. He will provide. For my today. For my today. And my tomorrow.